here again, aren't we? Back one more time. Just one more time? Well, I mean, we're actually back for one more season. Oh, that's true. Have we done 52 already? We have done a year. We missed three episodes over the last year. Yeah, because we got really busy. We did. We had 49 episodes in our first season. I think Talking that deserves some applause. It does, but I don't remember which button does we'll the applause. just try one and see what happens. Try one and see what Whoops, that's not the one. Let's see. Let's see. Is it this one? Let's, uh, hey, there we go. Yay! 49 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we have a very, very special episode to start off our second season with. I'm so excited to have in the studio with us today. In the dining room studio. Yeah, we had to move the studio. It was too cold in the other studio, but... With us today, we have Diane Jackson, who's a very dear friend of ours. She's been a friend of ours for many years. She is the wife of John Paul Jackson, who transitioned to be with the Lord about five years ago. And I really like saying transitioned. I have friends who used to say when someone passed away that they had died. And I don't like that because I just like knowing that they're still with the Lord, they're alive and well. With the Lord, they've just transitioned to another place. That's it. So welcome, Diane. Thank you. We're so glad to have you. I'm glad to be here. I'm so glad we, I talked you into, well, we all talked you into doing this. Yes, yes. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Oh, my goodness. We just had Diane at a conference uh, that we did, and she was amazing. So I'm, I just have to tell you how much you blessed me. Yeah, Thank we, you. We kind of just <laughs> threw you under the bus today and said, hey, can you be on this little podcast with us? And you were like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. And we're like, you don't have to be prepared, trust me, because we're not. We're never prepared. We just go, hey, you want to do the dream podcast now? And we say, yeah. And then we just kind of see what happens. And we just trust God to lead our conversation. And we believe that someone out there is listening needs to hear what we talk about today. So we're going to talk about dreams a little bit. Absolutely. But it may be a little bit different format today than what we normally do, but... What do we yeah. want to talk about? Well, I just thought we, you know, one of the things some people may not know because we've been doing this for about a year now, but some people may not realize John Paul uh, was actually our uh, sort of spiritual father and was known really all over the world on dreams and really, I guess, probably taught me everything I know about dreams. And I don't know, Diane, maybe everything you know about him. I don't I don't know. Uh, uh, yes and no, because I was dreaming long before I met John Paul. That's true. I actually didn't dream very much before I met John Paul. <laughs> I, I was one of those who, you know, my nighttime, you know, stage as a child with dreams playing out, you know, before me. I didn't know the significance of them, but I dreamed every night. Wow. wow. Do you dream multiple dreams a night or just like one dream or... It can be multiple dreams, yes. yeah. I dream a lot of dreams. Now, I'm curious, because Michael and I talk about this a lot on the podcast. One of the things we try to help people with, which is something John Paul taught us, which is don't interpret your spouse's dreams. It can be so dangerous sometimes because you know what's going on in your spouse's life, and you can tend to kind of just go with what you know. Well, if you had a dream that, you know, about something and the and the metaphor of it seems like it's pointing to maybe a behavior that you should correct in your life you may not want your spouse telling you I know why you dreamed that God's telling you you need to stop doing this or that so did John Paul interpret your dreams for you uh no actually he didn't right (laughs) (laughs) pretty early on he adopted that teaching and so I I did share some dreams with him and and if it was about someone else 
he was even hesitant then. He'd say, well, let's just see what happens. I, you um, know, I, I really don't. I don't. I try not to interpret Lisa's dreams even when they're not about her. Just because, I don't know, it's some, even when they're not about her, it just feels like maybe I would be biased or put my own thoughts into it. I think the only exception I would have to that where I would interpret your dream would be if I see it so clearly and if it's something that's a celebratory thing or something that encourages him. But if it's ever in an area of maybe I feel like it could be correction or God trying to get my attention about something, we do try to stay away from that. So I think there's so much wisdom in that because it's easy to go, oh, I know why you dreamed that, you know, and then you get defensive and everything. So, yeah. but um, but what it's awesome. We, we just, you know, we think about how, and we talk about it so often about how instrumental John Paul was in our life in helping us follow what we were created to do. And can we talk just a little bit about history? And, and you can interject in here anytime. You can maybe help add to the, the history of things. But we we I was the dreamer. He wasn't really the dreamer. He didn't really want to take the dream classes. And so we came up to, was it Nashua? I think it yeah, I think that's yeah. where he did some of the classes and began to, to train and teach. And so we, we took part in that. And now it's like, Michael, I'm still the dreamer. But he really is the one who interprets much better than I do. Yeah, some people seem to have, you know, an extra gifting there, an extra talent. They grab onto it. Um, but it doesn't mean that, you know, everyone has a level of ability to do it. And sometimes the harder you have to work at doing it, the better you end up down the road. Wow, um, that's, that's so good because I think that's where he is. He had yeah. to work really hard for it. Yes, because people would think that my husband sat there and, and explained it to me and helped me figure it all out. No, he, you know, he, <laughs> he expected me to be like the other students right. and seek it out, read the parables, do your homework. So, and so the last five years, I've actually had more time, given more time to trying to learn it. Yes, the concepts he taught were wonderful. Right. right. Um, but I'm beginning to get a grasp on it now. And, I love and it. And it's exciting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can pick it up at any time and you don't need to be an expert even for it to be beneficial for people. You know, That's it can good. be a word or a phrase or a sentence. That's good. You don't have to know everything, do you? No, absolutely not. I'm curious because... When, when, when I think, and I think when a lot of people think about John Paul, there was so much more that he did than just teach on dreams. Oh, absolutely. But I think when a lot of people think about him, they think about, oh, the dream interpreter. The dream guy. Yeah, the dream guy. one of his nicknames. Yeah, well, you know, and, and I feel very honored because here locally, I do a radio show and interpret dreams live on the air sometimes. And so the people in the community and on the radio have taken to calling me the dream guy. And I think, ooh. I'll take that. I like that. There you that. go. So, mm-hmm. but but we think about it that way. But what what is it? What it, what are what do dreams mean to you? Because when we think about John Paul, I know there was more to it than that. But people thought of him as the dream guy and the interpreter. But how, you're talking about just beginning to get a grasp on them in a in a deeper way. What do they mean to you in the way you, they've been important in your life? Well, uh, this came to me not, not that long ago, where all of a sudden I realized dreams are one of the most consistent things throughout my life. Childhood, young adulthood, adulthood, now, you know, older, a widow. I have dreamed my entire life. So no matter what my people connections, my home, uh, whatever my circumstances, dreaming was the one consistent thing that when I 
lay down and go to sleep, you know, I feel like I'm entering into another life, so to speak. Mm. And I find it, I find it comforting um, that, you know, that's something that has not changed with me. Mm. And of course I attach it to God and yeah. outside of me. So that does bring comfort to know he, I know he speaks to me in that way, most definitely. And also, I just was thinking of this before we were doing this today. I thought, you know, it's also a way that I've stayed connected to people. Not that I have a problem talking to people or reaching out at times, but I can dream, yes, about myself. You know, sometimes my husband will be in my dream. He might represent my husband in the dream, but sometimes he's there in another role for somebody right. else or um but i i like the fact that i'll dream of people i know i'll dream of people i don't know and i reach out to these people and so in my position now living by my well i don't live by myself i i have a great roommate but um it's keeping me connected to people that's and right. that's what life is about it's yes. not you know dreaming yes some of them are just for our benefit but Sometimes we're given messages for other people or things to help them or encourage them. And so it's a way of drawing me out to people I, like I said, I may know, to complete strangers, people I would never, ever, and I was going to say never dream of. (laughs) 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 And then I thought, oh, is that a play on words? That's good. Pun intended. There we go. (laughs) But that I would not expect, you know, and the Lord is saying, hey, you know, I'm letting you know about this. Let's seek that person out and share it with them. That's good. Not only are you, you're saying that was consistent in your life, the dream since you were a child from as far back as you can remember, but it's also consistent in all people's lives. So it gives us, because everyone dreams, they may not re- remember their dreams, but everyone dreams. So there's a connection on that level. You can meet someone. You don't have to know what their background is, what their faith level is. You know, are, are, do they believe in the Creator God? Do they not? Whatever. You still can have a connection with them through talking about dreams because everyone dreams. You know, so I think that's a beautiful thing, too. That keeps you connected because we're talking about dreams. We dream, too, right? So it's just an amazing thing. It's an amazing tool an amazing thing that God has put within all of us when he created us. And I, li- I like something you said about it keeping you connected with people and co- and you're giving you basically a, 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 a an encouragement or a, a reason for talking or visiting or, or meeting with people because we talk sometimes about most dreams are for prayer. Not every dream is to share. But that's not 100% true. The, the dreams work differently in different lives and in different ways. And in your life, and particularly with the role you've played in ministry, that connection is a real key source of what the dreams are about. And I think you become then an encourager of others uh, and a reminder of things that have been taught and shared and spoken into the atmosphere in a new way in the past, in the, you know, the relatively recent past, uh, because dreams have not really been accepted in the Western world that long. Uh, Correct. And so it's really neat to hear because that role you play, the the position you're in, means that you probably have more dreams that are for sharing than every than, than necessarily everybody else does. It's not saying we wouldn't, but there's that balance of what who are we 
And then how do the dreams impact who we are and, and the interaction there instead of just, well, everybody's the same with it. And I think, I wondered if, uh, if you had any dreams that had um, been very significant in your life, uh, any life-changing dreams or dreams you just, um, a topic of dreams that you like to talk about or that you have questions about that we could talk about today. I don't want to put you on the spot because you may be like, oh, I'm not, I can't think of anything right now. But Well, um, yes, being a prolific dreamer, I, you know, there's a, a lot of significant dreams I could think of, but I'll, I'll, you know, two popped into my mind right away. Uh, in in one instance, uh, after my husband was gone, uh, I, I said, "Lord, would you would you please just let me see him one more time and see what he's up to?" Now, I wasn't expecting him to come stand in person in the bedroom, and you know, right. I wasn't you know expecting to have a conversation with him, you know, outside of a dream. But um, but to me, it was just the um, the the attentiveness of the Lord and the sweetness of him honoring that request, you know. So as I, I patted it. my pillow before I lay down, this was d- different from any other um, dream, if you want to call it. It was actually uh, um, a captured, like, looking at a photograph. So like a stationary mm. vision of him. And he was, you know, standing there with his arms out in front in a, a, a worship mode with a white robe on and a, a white steeple church in the background. He oh. was a little bit younger uh, in in this, and uh, he looked just like the picture of uh, an artist had sent me a picture the week of my husband's memorial, and that's how he looked. You know, he Love had it. that white robe on, wow. and it was just the Lord trying to honor my request of she's missing her husband and let's give her a snapshot. I love that. And so I, I just thought, you know, that, that you know that's really sweet. And then I also like it, um, not too terribly long ago, I went to sleep one night and um, I had a heart of thanksgiving of wanting to contact someone and, and thank them for the role they'd played in life and how something they did was very meaningful and special to me. So um, the opportunity came where connections were made and you know, they have agreed to let me speak into their life. And I went to sleep that night after getting all their contact information. Well, Lord, you know, I'm going to be talking to this person anyway. Do you have another message that you would like me to share with them? Boom. You know, I have a dream that night. Two nights later, I have a second one. And so now I have much more to share with this person. Oh, that's awesome. And, and I'm, I'm thinking, wow, you know, I had a heart for that person just to say thank you and not take it for granted that, you know, there are many other people who are probably doing that with them. But then the Lord is like, hey, yeah, and since you were interested in them, I am too. And here, let me have you share that's, something more you know, with That's them. so good. And I, I, I love to, something, again, something you mentioned that just struck a chord with me is that you ask God for the dreams. Yes, that's exactly that, what I was that's thinking. So, that we sometimes don't even think about that. It's just like calling somebody up and saying, hey, you want to talk? Uh, you know, <laughs> I, it, can, I, or I need some information. Could you could you help me out with something? It's that very same concept, and 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 asking him for that comforting dream that of seeing John Paul. Not obsessed with it. Not you know some weird thing of no. I have to have it, but just no. hey, God, I it would be nice kind of a concept. And the the you know, do you have anything to say about this? Do you have anything for these people? Do you? The, there is this interaction 
it's not just God giving us a dream in out of nothing. There's an interactive component to it. Yes, oftentimes I find that when someone is dropped into my mind and I'm thinking on them and I'm concerned for them, then, you know, I will have a dream of them. Now, whether I caused it, the Lord dropped it in there, all I know is there's been some very key times to give people information and and it's things that they were struggling with things right. that you know was going on in their life so when i have a heart for something either you know the lord has given that to me or you know like i say in some cases i know the person and and i do have a soft spot for them but he joins me in that yeah you know he's got a soft spot for them too absolutely and, and so it's like double double the message and right double well, the bl- I believe that, that there's an interaction that heaven is wanting to have with us. And when I say heaven, I mean God, our creator. He's wanting to interact with his children. And here you are, you're inquiring of the Lord. You're, uh, is, the, is the word maybe like imploring? You're, you're pulling on him, and you're, and you're not forcing it. You're just asking, Lord, I would love to see my husband one more time. Just let me see his face. You love him. And God knows that he put that love in you for John Paul. And then he was gracious and he allowed it to happen. It reminds me, I asked the same thing of the Lord when the day my dad passed, I was like, Lord, I just, if, if he can come to me in a dream and just speak to me. And then I felt bad for asking because I was like, Oh, I don't want anything weird to happen. I don't want to get hung up on this thing of having to see my dad's face all the time. And, um, that night, my dad's face just, I went to sleep and his little face was hovering over me and, and he opened his eyes and I saw his bright blue eyes and he said, I love you. And that was it. I, there wasn't anything else to it, but it was like, God was so gracious to me and he, he honored my request. Not, not everybody gets that. I mean, I have a sister whose son passed away and she wants to see him in a dream, but she doesn't have a lot of dreams with him in them. Or if she does, he seems to be fleeting or she can't reach him or, you know, and so not everyone gets that, but it is beautiful to make it important. And if we make it important, then God's saying, I see that you honor that. And I think he gives that to us. And I just love that, that you are imploring. And I think that's so important that we make, uh, not that we make dreams the most important thing in our life in any way, shape or form, but that we honor what God has created in our, in our beings to be able to communicate through dreams or receive messages or inspiration. It's just beautiful. Yeah, it really is. I, and, you know, for our folks, because we, Dan, I don't know that you necessarily know this, but we we try and recognize that our audience on this podcast are not all Christians. And while so while we have this perspective from our faith, not everybody does, but we want people to be able to get the idea that that they can meet their creator in a dream. And even if a person's not a Christian, that, that they can meet him. And I love what you, what you were talking about, about asking, because I'm just thinking if people have questions about God or who he is, I mean, can they ask him to reveal himself to them? Oh, uh, absolutely. And, and sometimes I'll, I'll see things in the natural almost uh, coincide with things happening in your dream life. If, you know, if, if you, if you pay attention you know, I have one friend who is a flyer in her dreams. I mean, instead of, you know, walking everywhere, she flies everywhere. And um, and in one of her dreams, she was 
teaching me or trying to tell me, do it like this, Diane. <laughs> and, and so I'm like, oh, I want to fly, you know. Well, then um, in, over the last year or so, you know, in, in um, a dream after that, I flew in the form of a kite tail. So I had to latch on to this, you know, cloth, and then this kite-like thing, you know, picked up, and I was in the air. So it was like, well, that was a form of flying, wasn't yeah. it? Well, then in the, in the next dream, you know, some months later or whatever, then I was on my feet on the ground, and I had total confidence to jump up off the ground, fly up over the trees, and, you know, surveying the land. I was checking it out on behalf of some people I was with. But then I started looking at things in my natural life, and I found that there was, you know, sp- a spiritual escalation in area in an yeah. area to where mm-hmm. I could see, you know, I was, I was, you know, oh, I'm at a different level here, or, or oh, something new is happening here, and and I thought back on those dreams, and it's like, well, looky there, I think that kind of coincided, mm. you know, and what what happens in the natural is kind of playing out in your your dreams and again you're imploring you're inquiring and you're asking oh i want to fly so i'm it makes well and you're growing you're learning and the dream is helping the learning process it was about growth Mm -hmm. like a parallel timeline Mm -hmm. a parallel happening you're learning you're growing in your dream life and you're also growing in your your real life, you know, your natural life, and you're seeing them correspond. Well, sometimes you know? I think sometimes the dreams are directly corresponding, and sometimes they're mm-hmm. loosely corresponding. Like you're flying in a dream, you're obviously not just Superman in real life, but you're growing and able to move in a new way mm-hmm. in real life. And I remember, I think it was it was it Jack Nicholson in the sports world. I think uh, Nick uh, Nicholas, I Jack guess it's Nicholas, Jack Nicholas, that was having trouble with his golf swing. And not doing well on the tour. And he had a dream that he was holding his club wrong. And he changed the grip in the dream. And then he went out to the practice range the next day, changed the grip the way he was holding it in the dream, and his game came back. And so yeah. his was a direct correlation. The The dream was actually speaking to the actual golfing issue. Yeah. Yours was an indirect correlation with more of a metaphor. But they both illustrate the idea that – Dreams can bring growth and uh, a training even mm. for us. Yeah, because I was looking for um, growth in my connections with people and my ability to help them and wanted to feel I could benefit them in a spiritual way more. Mm. And so it was starting to play out in my dream. And then I could see where it wasn't like, oh, I just want to fly for the sake of flying. Right. I felt it was significant of caring for people, mm-hmm. and when this did happen, it brought about things that really were helpful to people. So I, you weren't selfish, and that's good, isn't it? We, it can't, we can't be self-focused. Right. Uh, our, the dreams that we receive from our Creator hopefully will be uh, something that encourages growth within us as His children, but also, if they're not pertaining to us, us specifically, but to others, that somehow it will benefit them as well. It can't be just, oh, I just want to learn to fly because I think that sounds really cool and powerful in a dream. Or, you know, you flying over and checking out some land for somebody. That was about someone else. And it's, it should be about somehow how does um, our Creator God 
get the get the glory really for what he gives to us. So I'm just hearing something, and I want to challenge our listeners, and I would really like some feedback from them if we can. That I I would like because uh, I'm feeling challenged myself. So let me just p- put the challenge on myself. I'm going to start putting more emphasis on. Lord, give me dreams about people that would somehow either show me how to pray for them or if you have a message for them, if I can somehow be someone that could deliver that for them, let me do that. I, I, I mean, I thought I was doing that, but just hearing you talk, it inspires me to do that even more. And even asking um, for similar things that you asked for, things that would encourage me, you know, um, things that would encourage others. So I don't know, I'm just thinking... Uh, let's put emphasis on we know their importance and we talk about that if you value something you begin to see like fruit from it when you put value on it so i just want to challenge maybe some of our listeners maybe um open the word of god read passages before you go to sleep at night and ask for revelation from it and see what kind of dreams you get from it i just think that would be really cool i'm going to try and do that at night before i go to bed so i can be I get more revelation because a lot of times I do read the scripture at night, but I don't think about praying about, Lord, give me revelation about that, what I just read. I think that could be a really cool thing and maybe get some feedback from some people. So we want to hear from you. Well, and you know, you know, you guys, our listeners are going to hear from it if, if, as, as to how it works with Lisa because yeah. she has always, is always on the podcast talking about, we're, we're often talking about her dreams. Yeah, yeah. So, I dream so much. So <laughs> Now, do you dream journal? Do you write well, them I down? Write it, I write it down. It may you be good a, little. It student. may be half shorthand <laughs> to begin with, or in, some, in some you know quick form, and then eventually I'll I'll type it out. But yes, do you I, find that you get revelation as you write it out? Like oh, or do you, does your dream unfold even more as you write and you remember things? Or it, it varies. Okay. You know, sometimes I have an immediate sense. Sometimes as I'm writing it down. Sometimes later when I'm looking back on it. Uh, a, today I'll be going to the airport, and a, a young man is picking me up. I didn't really know him per se. I'd met him, seen him at church, but um, and I ended up dreaming about him. And I thought, okay, let's see, what does this mean? Mm. So I shared a little bit with him just in reality. And then nearly a year later, I came back to him again because suddenly I felt like I received more revelation, another layer of okay. you know what the dream was about. And, and like I say, just uh, maybe a, a little extra tidbit. So... Then I shared more with him in, in text form. I said, hey, I have more on that. Do you mind if I share? And I couldn't tell what was going on in the other end of the phone via text. But the next week, one of his friends came to me and said, Diane, <laughs> that dream, that word that you gave him, he was, he was trying not to break down on the phone. He was choking oh. up as he told me how meaningful that was to him. Wow. And, and that's, that's my heart. It's like... Hey, you know, it's great to have dreams and to know that God is connecting, you know, with you, but it's even, you know, more fulfilling when it's for someone else's yes. benefit. Yes. And then you share what you've been given That's awesome. and give it to them. That's good. And I, I love the fact that that we need to be patient. We don't have to have the answer to every dream the moment we finish dreaming it. We don't even have to have any of the answers to every dream the moment we finish dreaming it. We certainly probably don't get the full answer for every dream the moment we finish dreaming it. And patience for you paid off. There was a level of value when you shared the first time, but 
the real payout of that dream came so much later that it just reminds us to to trust and to hang out. Yeah. And another great reason to journal too. Yeah. So. so be patient. That's a very good 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 yeah. piece of advice. Well, if you could leave us with one thing that you learned from John Paul in his life and his history of how he learned to interpret dreams. Is there one thought that you could share with us today that was maybe the most valuable to you or the most significant or uh, something that it doesn't have to be even be in that, just one thing that you feel like was really helpful to you in your dream life or just in your spiritual life from John Paul? He was always known for saying, stay in a place of peace. Um, I remember how I used to tense up if somebody would even approach me with a dream when I had no grid for it or, mm-hmm. you know, didn't feel like I had anything to offer in that area. Um, and then after a while, it's like, hey, relax, <laughs> chill. Just mm. listen to them like they're telling you a story. Mm-hmm. And if something comes to you, you know, share it. If not, offer to ponder it. And that was another thing he was very big on. Take time to think and to ponder. Mm. You know, we live in a fast society. Yeah. Um, and on to the next thing. And we almost don't want to have in our brain to think for too long yeah you want to find time to have some level of meditative you know state or thinking pondering asking questions and letting things come to you via the spirit you know versus just oh i gotta read this and pick it up right now and if i don't have the answer right now something's wrong no it's not our answer you know it's somebody else pouring into us and uh, you need to be in a just calm, relaxed state. Part It's part of that trust factor. That's good. That's I mean, really look, good. if God gives a dream, <laughs> surely he can give the interpretation, right? Yeah. And so it's in his timing. And, so. I, and I remember John Paul talking about that concept that peace is the potting soil right. of revelation. Yeah. Yep, really <laughs> will is. never forget that. So. <laughs> Did you well, have any, yeah, something well, else? Diane, let's just say thank you for taking the time with us today. Uh, fun. We, it is we, fun. Uh, I told you. We really uh, are, appreciate you making that carving out that 30 minutes with us and and sharing some things from your heart and we we're very very grateful um what with that our time is basically up so uh, we want to remind you as we always do uh, let us know give us your feedback your comments uh facebook is a great place you can find us at dream stories podcast on facebook you can also find us on the mydreamstories.com website uh, let me ask you to do this. We're going to do something special for our folks who this is our, our one-year anniversary. We're in our second season. Uh, we're going to give away one of my Dream Stories books. Okay. And so what I'm going to ask you to do is when you listen to this podcast, when you hear it, go out to the Facebook page and leave us a comment. And just leave us a comment. Share with us what you think, uh, how, how the podcast is uh, important. Is it important to you? Are you enjoying it? Just leave us a comment. Just don't say, I want to win the book. Leave us a real comment, okay? And we're going to pick one of those folks from the Facebook page. We're not going to post this anywhere. We're not going to talk about it on Facebook. The only way you're going to know the contest is going on is because you listened to the podcast. So go out, make a comment on the Facebook page on this podcast episode, and we'll randomly pick one of those comments. We'll get in touch with you, and we'll send you a copy of uh, Dream Stories. Sounds great. All right. Well, I guess we'll close out like we always do, start a second season with saying, keep on dreaming.